People come to the San Francisco Bay Area for many reasons, a spectacular natural setting, a sophisticated lifestyle, and unique professional opportunities. Those seeking these qualities will find all that and more at Hacienda, where you can work, live, and grow. A Hacienda location means having the best of everything within easy reach. Whether it's world-class restaurants, theaters, and museums, the best learning institutions in the country, or some of the finest services available. That particularly applies to businesses wanting the best address to have easy access to needed resources, being among the industry leaders, and knowing that you are part of a region that leads the world in innovation. The result, an unbeatable combination that leads to success, and that is what you will find at Hacienda. Find out more by visiting Hacienda on the web at hacienda.org. Today's guest is Vancouver, British Columbia-based Tom Rossiter, the president and CEO of Resas, a business network platform that real estate agents across the globe can utilize to communicate, exchange ideas and information, and ideally close deals faster. Tom's company is well known within the residential brokerage community. However, the company recently discovered a group of commercial brokers adopting the platform for their use bringing Tom's vision of expanding into other verticals more into focus. Now, as Resas is looking to grow, it is also seeking ways through which it can become relevant within commercial real estate and how it can add value inside that communication value chain. Welcome to the podcast. Tom, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Vlad. Good afternoon. Very well. Thank you very much. I hope you are too, and I'm excited to join you on your podcast today. Absolutely. Where do we find you today? Where are you? I'm in Vancouver, British Columbia, beautiful British Columbia. Excellent. Excellent. So tell us a little bit about yourself by way of introduction, you know, sort of how you got to Van City and sort of, you know, how how the winding road of your career sort of got you there. And uh, where did you start? Certainly. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm one of your Pacific Northwest neighbors, right? Because you're just across the border near Seattle. Yeah, just down the stream, I, I suppose, right? <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, like I say, pleasure to be here today and, and thank you for inviting me on. I'm in Vancouver, um, moved here from the UK about 12 or 13 years ago. And uh, you know what really struck me about this place, Vlad, is just how, well, one, how beautiful it is, but two, how quickly the business community is changing in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Right. And, and you must see that where you are. You know, for years and years, it was Boeing and it was Microsoft. And now, you know, I look across the, the downtown core of Vancouver, there's every tech company you could name has a presence here now. So it's thriving and it's a, it's a great place to be. And it's a great place for us to be because we've built a technology company here in Vancouver that's done extremely well in the industry that we serve, which currently is the real estate industry. And it's been a fantastic place to launch and grow technology company, both from a talent standpoint from a positioning standpoint, from a capital standpoint. And it's enabled us to take our time to build an industry-leading technology company that's serving the real estate industry today. Yeah. So, so Tom, I'm going to catch on a little thing that you just said that in that answer. You said currently working with the uh, you know, real estate industry. Does that imply that you know, your ambitions are you know, going beyond that one industry for now? We're an ambitious bunch, Vlad. So yes. <laughs> yes. Good to know. <laughs> what we've done, just to, to explain it to your, your listeners here. So our company, it's called ReSAS, which is an acronym for real estate SaaS. 
we've built a real estate technology platform. And we set out to unite the real estate industry. Okay. Now, that's not consumers. This isn't a portal or a catalog. This is an industry-specific platform only for licensed real estate agents and brokers. And what we wanted to do, the the whole thesis to this originally was we, we know how social real estate agents are in real life. And we felt that they could be more successful if they had a way to be as social as they are in, in real life, but do it digitally. So using technology to be social, to share opportunity, to share information, to share data. And so we, we said, hey, let's create an online ecosystem only for licensed agents. Let's let them come in and let them share information amongst themselves. So it's peer-to-peer, it's professional-to-professional. Yep. And if we do that and it catches on, then the value of that data and the value of that platform and the value of being a member of that world is going to be incredible. And so we set out to do it. We started it about a decade ago. We took Recess public in order to raise enough capital to fund it. Okay. And we've had a really great run. We've had tremendous success. The last 12 months since COVID, Vlad, has just been nuts. It's been so good for the business. And to answer your question, we're focused on real estate today and we can get into more of that coming up. But Yes, your your question is on the money, which is the platform we've built under the hood is industry agnostic. So we're focused on real estate today because there's a huge problem that we're solving, but we're able to reuse the technology that we've built to help other industries that also need the same kind of help that real estate does. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very interesting. So before we jump into that, let's sort of take a step back and chat a little bit about sort of your success with the real estate industry. And it, if I understand this correctly, you guys started initially with residential realtors, right? With the with the with the agents in 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 that space. Tell us sort of how that evolved and kind of where your footprint is. So the whole thing started from seeing how agents interact in real life at coffee shops, at bars, at golf clubs. And we felt that there's a way that they can communicate better using technology, that, but in a way, Vlad, that keeps them at the center of everything, right? So we're not looking, there's so many companies and businesses out there looking to disintermediate agents. And we believe that when you go through the process of buying a property, it's such a significant investment, likely the biggest investment anyone will ever make in their, in their life, that you absolutely have to have a professional involved. Yeah. So we set out to create a world that's agent to agent. We keep real estate agents as the rock star and we let them talk about things that matter. And, and, and I think from doing that, we've really put our foot forward around showing how much we care about the industry, building trust within an industry where there honestly didn't used to be that much. And we don't discriminate by location or brokerage. So that's to say that if you're agent vlad and you're with a brokerage you're welcome in or if you have a different brokerage you're welcome in so we have agents from all the major real estate brokerages you could name all in one central platform that we control sharing information and yes you're right it's residentially focused for now that's been our that's been our sole focus we've been very steadfast in that for the last several years but i can tell you this vlad this year 2021 we crossed a really important inflection point for the business okay And that is now where over one in four realtors in America uses Resas to stay plugged into their industry data. And do they use that as sort of a kind of a white label platform? Do you guys have your own product? 
tell us a little bit about that also. They use it in different ways. Yeah, they use it in different ways. So, so we've got a platform that any agent is welcome to join. We'd love them to join because we have really interesting real estate data that, that they will benefit from. What we've also seen is that when large numbers of agents from a particular brand or brokerage or franchise all join, then we, we talk to that firm and we, we open up a, an enterprise pack for them where the company can white label what we've built and provide it to all of their agents. And, and we it. do that today. Yeah. We, we, work with, we work with companies like Keller Williams, who's the biggest real estate company in the world by headcount. We work with Remax. We've done that for many, many years. And so this whole platform that we built, Vlad, you know, the networking effect, which says the bigger the network, the greater the value that yeah. you can derive from it. That, like, we've, we've built that. The recess is the antithesis of that in, in terms of we have created a world agents can come in and derive value from their immediate connections and their extended connections and the whole industry. And, and I think we've had great success in doing so. And to sort of talk techie with you, what are some of the use cases, right? So what are, what are the kind of typical things that are being exchanged on the, on the platform? It's a reflection of the industry in real life again. So, so there's nothing crazy that we've done. It's really just giving agents a place to, to be able to communicate efficiently yeah. and with transparency. But the two standouts for sure are one is locally focused. One is, one is more broadly focused. Locally, Resas receives a lot of new listings before the MLS and before Zillow and all the portals. So in markets that are hot, or in, in strong seller markets where there's more demand than supply, oftentimes listings will never make it to the MLS. They'll never go on the market because they'll be, they'll be sold so quickly. What's great is because our platform is agent to agent, we see those listings before anyone else. So from a, from a data standpoint, we get really unique data. From a value standpoint, agents love to use Resas because they get that insight into what's coming up. Right. Right. So that's that's a real differentiator of us. And it, it puts agents that use Resas ahead of their peers. And then the other big standout that we've become really known for, referrals. So in real estate, a referral is one agent that has a client looking to buy a property in a different market. Right. Right. And an agent will refer them to another agent in that market to say, Hey, my client Vlad is moving from the Pacific Northwest to Palm Springs. Can you help him buy a property in that market? And if you do then pay me a percentage of your commission sure. to me as a referral fee. And we, we've really become quite synonymous with being the, the place to do that kind of business. Oh, interesting. Interesting. So you mentioned now a couple of times COVID was you know, an inflection point for you guys. Tell us how and why. <laughs> what, what, what happened in 2020 <laughs> that sort of really made the platform you know, explode? Yeah, well, I mean, what in a, in, a, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people have talked a lot about what happened last year. I, I think... In particular, as it relates to us, 2020 was really good for anything that, that resembles a digital platform. Right, right. So we all know that Zoom blew up, Netflix did really well, DocuSign, like anything that's kind of digital and, and allowed people to do what they do without leaving their home did really well. And, and, and QR codes finally found a use, which is great news. <laughs> yes. But Resas is the digital platform for the real estate industry. And so I think what I would say, Vlad, is up until last year, Using technology wasn't seen as a requirement. It was seen as a as a nice to have by those that really got it and could leverage it well. I think what last year taught everyone, not just within real estate, but just broadly, is that the right kind of centralized technology platforms are now essential to stay connected to whatever industry you're in. And, you know, lucky us, we're the only real estate technology platform that serves the real estate industry yeah. here. 
Yeah. So we were really busy and, and, and we became very, very active. And that momentum and that adoption and that usage has really carried on from last year all the way through to now. And it, it continues to grow. And I think it just demonstrates how, how a social industry can use technology and can stay connected virtually and still get deals done. And, and, and we've been very happy and proud to play an important part in that. Yeah. Have you also looked at what's happening, you know, based on some of the user experience and light bulb went off and you said, oh, wow, I've never thought about doing this, but now we should probably enter into this area too. It's interesting. We, we get this really interesting macro lens of the whole industry, right? We have half a million agents that use our platform. We can look at it from a really interesting viewpoint based on any location with any brand. So we, we get to see these trends and these behaviors and these patterns in advance of most other systems. So it's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating what we can look at. But, you know, COVID and what happened last year and what's, what's kind of kicking out to now too is that it's made people realize, obviously, you don't need to be where you were. Yeah. And we certainly saw a lot of migration and, and relocation happen through our platform with agents referring clients last year. And then, you know, one of the other interesting pieces that we saw is just the change in the commercial real estate sector, which at the time, last year, weren't in. But since we started in that sector, we've really doubled down on bringing what we've built to the commercial world. And we're excited to be launching that upcoming as well. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. So you, when you and I spoke a couple of days ago, you mentioned that there was sort of, you guys observed that there was kind of a you know strange level of activity with sort of brokers that were not necessarily in the, in the residential side of things. How did that evolve? It's really interesting. So, so our platform, if you're not an agent, you can't use it. So for those that aren't agents, if you close your eyes and imagine LinkedIn, but strip it out and only have real estate data and real estate agents in there, that's kind of what it looks like, right? So it's very, very simple to use, very clear, very efficient. And you can, you can have these areas that are specific to different brokerages or groups. And so we saw this group get created and it was it was pretty active, and so we looked into it, and it was a, a collection of commercial real estate brokers in um, in London, in New York, and in Chicago from a whole host of different commercial firms, all talking about off market inventory. And so, so we reached out and, and got in touch, and you know, we said, "What's going on? What are you using <laughs> what are you this for?" And, <laughs> right. Yeah, what, what's what's cooking? Right. And, they, and they said they basically said, "Look, you know, we know we know this platform's residential." residential agents, but we have a need that we couldn't find anywhere else a solution for. And so we've we've chosen to use your platform, Resas, as a way for us to have discussions amongst our professional group about real estate inventory, albeit commercial, because we, we didn't have any other any other option. You know, emails weren't cutting it, Slack isn't adopted. There isn't really a platform for the commercial real estate industry. And and we really like this. So it was kind of cool to hear, but we dug into it and, you know, make a long story short, as we as we did our due diligence and detective work on the commercial real estate sector, so I'm talking about office space, agriculture, factories, warehouses, hotels, that sure, kind of thing. Sure, You know, Vlad, that market, that sector is even more who you know and relational and off book than residential. Right. Right. And so if you if you pair the two together, Resas has become really good at helping agents discover listings early before they're on the market. And so now we've got this opportunity where the commercial industry has so many great pieces of inventory and property that will never go on the market. 
right? So like if you're selling a hotel, you're not going to put a for sale sign on the front of it because no one's going to sleep there. So it's, it's an inherently off-market industry. Our platform, Vlad, is built around this idea of industry collaboration. And so we've, we've doubled down on it and we've made a commitment this year to roll out a version of Restas that's dedicated and specifically for the commercial sector. And we're working and at very advanced stages with a number of the very large multinational commercial real estate firms right. to work with all of them to essentially create a digital roundtable of all of the leading commercial firms and brokerages to give them finally a place to share inventory, to share property, to share opportunity amongst themselves and amongst their brokers. And no one has done it before, and, and we're excited to come into that space. Yeah, that's that's actually very, very interesting. And and especially because I would argue in, in this side of the market, the brokers typically market to brokers. They don't necessarily go to buyers or you know sellers. I mean, in some cases they do if they've had a relationship with somebody and they know that somebody is sort of on the lookout for an acquisition or a disposition. But usually it's brokers that talk and that's how deals kind of get consummated, if you if you will, right? So I'm not surprised. Um, but but it is interesting that also, you know, they've kind of sought you out, right? That that there isn't another way to to do this. So as you look at that and as you kind of, you know, look at, you know, the certain things that are, you know, relevant to other parts of the of the industry, what are some of the lessons learned there for you guys? And do you do you also now think about sort of, you know, verticals or do you think about, you know, geography? Maybe there's some kind of a, you know, cross sort of section of those two. How do you as a, as a business now look at what's next? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And your experience with your, with your career, Vlad, and as it's, as it's intersected with commercial real estate, it's, it's so great to talk with you and, and to hear your perspective on this. You know, the commercial real estate industry to us is quite new. You know, we've, we've been cutting our teeth on the residential side for a decade, so we know it inside and out. We've become what I would classify as thought leaders in the space. But commercial is a whole new ball of wax, and it's really interesting for us to get our head around it. What I think one standout for us, and, and, you know, not wishing to kind of give too much away, but there's an obvious relationship between the commercial real estate world and the residential real estate world where yeah. they refer clients across, right? Sure. So. It happens in real life. Again, I keep saying that, but it's so true. And I think the reason we've been so successful is all we do, all, all Resas enables, is repetition of the habits that work in the in in uh, face-to-face business, yeah. but using tech. And, and with that comes better scale. So where are we going and what are the lessons learned? The lessons we learned is commercial actually needs residential as a funnel. And res- the residential industry actually has a funnel from the commercial sector. And, and that's not that widely understood. So our plan is, you know, we've, we've absolutely crushed it on the residential side. We, we, we've achieved so much growth and traction and we have so much data and we have some big things coming up for us on the residential side that continues to grow. When we get commercial up and running and launched and, and we have a number of these big brands and their brokers plugged in and turned on and, and really active on, uh, in that world, we, w- we will be linking the two. So we will be creating some kind of toll bridge to allow residential agents to access the commercial world and commercial brokers to access the residential world for the sake of referrals. Okay. And that will be for the first time ever, as far as we can tell, that there's going to be a a hot link between those two different sectors because they do cross-pollinate. And if we can make it as easy as we do for residential agents today to do that and win that business then the value of using resas either on the residential side or the commercial real estate side is going to go through the roof 
Yeah, interesting. Very interesting. So what about the you know geography of where you guys want to go with this, right? So you talked about Keller Williams and you know Remax, and I don't know that you need to specifically mention you know companies, but North America is your product sort of widely adopted. Europe, Asia, other places. Do what are your goals around that? Real estate is a global business, so we when in the in the days when we were building our platform, actually we built incidentally, Vlad, we built a lot of resas not too far from you in the in the the Microsoft campus at, at Redmond. So okay. we built it with Microsoft on their cloud because we knew that if this thing really catches on and it gets adopted, it needs to be able to sustain and support an industry as diverse and rich in data as real estate, and it needs to be global. So we took our time to build it. It's the technology that we use is, you know, it's enterprise grade, it's multilingual. We put it into 22 languages. It supports 45 currents. This is the real deal. We've focused on North America and, and really just United States of late. That's that's where most of our success has come from. Yeah. We do have agents that use Resas in 160 countries, right? So it, it has gone global already. What we are seeing just from our from our data standpoint is you know, still the US by far and away is, is our is our hottest country. We have the most agents from that market. We're growing very quickly throughout Europe and South America. And I think as we leap into the commercial space, that's um, you know, the the appetite we've we've had already has been very European centric. We have our platform translated into most major European languages already. So we're you know, working company, we're focused on you know our own backyard first and foremost, but They'd say real estate act act local, but think global. Yeah. That's certainly the hallmark of, of what we've seen. It's what all good agents have as a mantra, and it's it's how we've built this platform. So we we accommodate local usage, we encourage local activity, but Resas allows international and global connections for the sake of bringing new business to its users and real estate agents. Yeah. So, Tom, I'd like to shift a little bit towards, uh, you know, a couple of questions around you operating as leader of your firm, right? And how the impact of, you know, the last 20 months or so has impacted you as a, as a, as a leader, right? So COVID has been kind of a great accelerant, I think, of various trends in the industry. I think companies have had to have to, you know, you know, retool how they do things. So not necessarily from a product point of view, but from, you know, you managing people and you managing your, you know, resources and things like that. How has that impacted you guys? It's a great question. I imagine that there's a number of varying answers that you've had from different people you've, you've <laughs> yes. posed that to. <laughs> yeah. We're a technology company and that means that we've always been pretty good at using tools to stay connected, whether face-to-face -face or remote. So at a fundamental level, last March when everything got real, and we decided to shut the office, we were able to do so without really missing a beat. And, and interestingly, Vlad, the output from our team actually increased once everyone was working from home, you know, for a number of reasons. So that that was at a kind of core level, that was what we observed. We switched to be remote. We're actually staying remote. We've, we've given up our office. Okay, okay. And I think people appreciate the ability to to kind of split the difference between that time they save without the commute between a little bit more time working and a little bit more time with the family. So it's it's worked out for us. To answer your question around, you know, leadership and the company and the team, it is hard to work with people and to collaborate and, and mentor and empower people without being there in person. It is a very different experience. I think it's something that we've all had to learn to do. I don't think anyone was a was a seasoned veteran at Zoom or, or Google Hangouts <laughs> right. 18 months right. ago, but we've all we've all landed there now. 
But, you know, it's a different world. And it doesn't mean that you can't stay connected. It doesn't mean that you can't have those same touch points. It just means that things are different now. And there's an art to doing what we all do in this different world we're in. Business travel is now, you know, in the US, it's back to normal, it seems, but it's slowly starting again internationally. And so it's a different world, but it certainly allowed people to focus in on perhaps less things, but focus on the more important things. Yeah. And I think in doing so, really dial in what matters for the staff and the team, what matters for the company, where should, where should the focus really be? And, um, you know, we've been fortunate in that our industry and, and the sector that we're in has allowed us to do that without too much upheaval. Yeah. Tom, have you guys considered, you know, now that, you know, sounds like you're all virtual, essentially, has that opened you guys up to, you know, resources and people in geographies and areas where perhaps in the past you wouldn't have considered hiring somebody? So like, I don't know, somebody applies to one of your openings from, you know, Montana or someplace like that, right? Whereas in the past, it might have been difficult. Now it's possible. Uh, Is that something that you guys are also noticing in your organization? Hey, I'd love to live in Montana. So um, <laughs> maybe everyone's got in a cowboy, I yeah. say. But we've got a few things cooking. So we're domiciled in Vancouver. We're about to do a lot more in the United States, make Recess more of an American company. We are publicly traded already in Canada on the TSX Venture Exchange. Yep. We do plan to move Recess to a senior American stock exchange in the near future. Okay. And I think in doing so, that will obviously be New York-centric. And in doing so, we'll definitely be bringing more and more people in that have coverage of the East Coast in terms of time zone. And then also into Europe with just a lot of our new business and growth and upcoming sales. A lot of that is in a few of the core Western European countries. So yes, you know, expansion is is certainly part of our planning. Location, I think, is is less relevant based on office proximity and, and more just based on time zone. And um, you know, it's exciting. I, I look at it as, you know, I said at the top of the call, one of the great things about Vancouver that attracted us here is just how thriving it is from a talent standpoint and a technology right. and a business standpoint. And that's true, and that continues to be the case. The the downside of that that I didn't that I didn't mention is the competition for hiring because there's a finite talent pool and, and every country, every company under the sun is here. What right, this new right. world of remote working has enabled is the talent pool suddenly is cracked wide open. Right, right. And and that was sort of why I asked the you know earlier question, you know, now that you can access talent pool everywhere, do you have to be focused on the certain amount of cities where you are, you know, presently? So right. One of the feedback, like like you said, I must have heard a lot from other people who have shared their experiences. One of the things that I have heard is that that has opened them up to a different talent pool that exists somewhere else, which has made things a lot easier, right? So that's why I'm sort of, you know, curious. Well, I hope all these expansion plans don't mean you have to leave Vancouver. That would be that would be terrible, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an absolute travesty. <laughs> no, it's it is, you know this this is this is a great place to be. There's, there's a lot of growth. It's it's a great community of like-minded entrepreneurs as well. So it's it's a fantastic place for us to have a base. But we, you know, we really all of our customers and most of our users are in the United States, Vlad. Yeah, yeah. From a shareholder standpoint, with our capital market plans to really take recess to new levels and and, and do a lot on that side of the business, it, it that's that all has to be in the states. So there's uh, there's a lot cooking, and um, I won't say things that I shouldn't. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, of so course. Certainly of watch course. this space, Tom. As we close our conversation here, tell me what are biggest lessons you've learned over the last couple of years with all this upheaval, uh, not just in our lives, but in our you know work lives as well and um, everything else? 
one of the things that we've learned just you know, not specific to real estate, but just broadly, is how much travel we used to all do for business that you can get away now, at least you can get away without doing. And, and I think the knock on effect of that socially, and, you know, within kind of friend and family circles that that has, it's, it's really interesting. So many of, of the peers that we communicate with within the real estate tech space, as with any industry, Vlad, there was a circuit of events and meetings that you'd always attend, and yeah. it'd be the same crew, all of them. So many of those people, those leaders, those entrepreneurs, those executives, all, all manner of different firms now are traveling so much less. And they're finding a number of wins from that. More time with their loved ones is, is a key one. But more time not wasted in the air, not traveling, not being jet lagged, not doing things that they didn't necessarily want to do, not traveling across the country for one hour meetings. And I think the, the you know, split the difference, the, the, the time you get back to spend on things that matter to you beyond work is so important. But the extra time you get to invest in business and in creative thinking and in strategic planning from that time you save is we didn't used to have that. We used to have to force that to be to be a thing. I'm seeing that within our company. I'm seeing it within our peers and, and the companies that we collaborate and share with where this new world of, of all things being virtual and, and business travel being a lot less than it used to be has just enabled this almost, you know, creation of time that never used to be there, right? The, the old joke used to be, how's it going? And, and people would say, well, great, but I want a time machine because I've got so much to do. Yeah. And now, now we're in this world where you don't have to go and jump on a plane every week to go and have meetings with people face-to-face as often as you used to. Because people are more open to having conversations virtually using whatever the channel is. I see it as a net positive. I think it's I think it's forced people to focus on what matters. I think it's forced people to realize that they don't need to spend so much time away. And I think it's actually good for business because it focuses people's time on communicating their value in a much more succinct way because yeah. you have to do it in a different manner these days. Yeah. Well, Tom, I appreciate your time. This is great to learn more about what you guys are up to and uh, what you guys are going to be up to in the next uh, you know, year or a couple of years or so. Stay safe and be well. Thank you, Vlad. I love your podcast and it's been an absolute treat for me to be on it today. Thank you for listening to The Real Perspectives Podcast. Stories like these help us shape our understanding of the industry. And we appreciate you taking the time to listen to it. Please follow us on any app where you get your podcasts and tell your colleagues about us. Thank you in helping us spread the word about our work and the industry that is changing the face of business.